Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Family Engagement Fridays podcast by Early Learning Ventures. Today, we have Kathleen Larson, who is a registered dietitian and lactation consultant from the Mesa County WIC program, who will be discussing feeding toddlers 12 months to age three. Welcome, Kathleen, and thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Great. Well, we have some questions that we would like to ask you, and uh, we'll just get started. So the first question is, some children are picky eaters. What recommendations do you have for parents to address their picky eaters? Oh, man, that is definitely a hot topic. Um, I think most parents have this challenge at some point in their child's life, um, and I think it's important to note that it's absolutely normal. Um, children do go through kind of a selective eating stage. Um, they get familiar with particular foods or they find the foods that they like and then uh, they just wanna keep eating that and that's normal. Um, when foods are new or unfamiliar, it can be kind of scary or overwhelming for them. So sometimes you have to have, have to offer a food multiple times um, for them to be familiar with it enough to even try it. I like to remind parents that um, even if they're playing with the food, they're getting more familiar with it. So allowing a child to play with their food can actually be a good thing. Letting them touch the food, lick the food, kiss the food, um, you know, all those things are going to get them more familiar with the texture. So then, you know, at some point they might actually put it in their mouth. Um, and even if they put it in their mouth and then spit it out, you know, it it's a win if it made it to their mouth. Ideally, hopefully we... Um, are able to get them to you know chew and swallow it, but um, it's a it's a process to introduce these new foods that are unfamiliar to our kiddos. It's also important to note that food flavors can sometimes change, especially with fruits and vegetables. Um, as they become more ripe, they get sweeter. Um, but there's a lot of inconsistency in in those flavors. Sometimes when you buy strawberries, they might be, you know, more on the sour end and other times they could be sweeter. So a child might, it might look the same, but it's tasting different every time they eat it. So that's important to note as well, that there is some very um, varying flavors, um, but still important to offer it to them and let them get familiar with um, those foods and those flavors. Um, I think when you um, offer foods, it's great to try to make it visually fun. So if you can um, make smiley faces, cut the food into shapes, you know, those little things can go a long way for kids um, or even how you present it. You know, are these, you know, little trees instead of broccoli or if they're really into dinosaurs, um, you know, saying this is what dinosaurs eat to grow big and strong. Um, you know, trying to make food fun can be enjoyable for them and get them to be more willing to try some of those things. Um, usually around two, a child's growth spurts tend to slow down. So you might have a one-year-old that's out is eating more than your three-year-old. And that's really um, fairly common because in, when they're a year, they have such frequent growth spurts. So around two, um, you know, they're not growing as quickly. Therefore, they're not as hungry as they were um, when they were younger. So their intake can really vary. Um, I think it's important to know that um, a lot of times kids will eat well at one meal, pick and play at another meal, and then just straight up refuse a meal. And that's normal. Um, but if you offer these foods consistently, that helps them become more familiar with it. So then when they go through a growth spurt, when they're hungrier, they might actually surprise you and eat it. So you might have a child refuse 
carrots for weeks on out. And then one time they'll surprise you and actually take a bite of a carrot. Um, so um, as a parent, your job is to offer the foods you want them to eat. And as the child, it's their job to decide how hungry they are. Thank you. <clears throat> you think you've touched on this already, but how can parents make mealtime more enjoyable and less of a battle? Yeah, mealtime can be tough. Um, and oftentimes it's dinner, which can be really challenging because a child's kind of been eating meals and snacks throughout the day. So they may not be as hungry as they are when they wake up first thing in the morning. Um, there's also so much going on. People might be like parents might be coming home from work and they're eager to, to hang out and play with their parents. Um, so just knowing that um, it, it can be challenging and kind of take the pressure off of yourself. Um, if you can minimize distractions at the, the table, that can be really helpful. So um, trying to turn off the TV, keep toys out of sight, that can help your child really focus on the meal. And then sitting down with them. Um, I know mealtime is really busy because a lot of parents are cooking and often trying to do multiple things at once. But if you're able to sit down with your child, they often um, mimic what you're doing. So um, if you, they see you eating, they might um, do better about eating as well. Um, or they might even try to eat off of your plate because even though it's the same food, it looks better on your plate. Um, and that's okay. Um, I think letting the child... Um, decide how much they want to eat is so important. So kind of like what I mentioned with the previous question, um, the child might not be hungry and that's okay. So letting them um, choose how much they want to eat and try not to push food. Um, I know like in the past, there's been like the clean plate club, um, which we of course want our children to, to eat everything we give them, but it can be overwhelming for them at times. So we want them to listen to their own body cues and listen to when they're hungry or when they're full, because um, that can help them eat appropriately when they get older too. Um, if you're trying to introduce a new food and you're not quite sure if your child will like it, trying to put a familiar food on the plate can be helpful too. So um, something that they've had before they enjoy, um, they're most likely gonna eat that food first, but at least they they recognize something on the plate and that can make them feel a little bit better when they recognize some of those foods. Um, but I think family time um, during meals can be so important. It's a great way to get children to talk um, so it can help their speech. It's a great way to learn about their day. If your child goes to school or daycare, um, you know, learning about what they did, help them um, kind of express emotions and understand things that happen throughout the day can really help them um, mentally as well. So mealtime is often not just about the food too. Great, thank you. So how do parents know if their children are eating enough and what portion sizes should they be offering to their children? Yeah, that can be really challenging too. Um, with children, they of course have smaller bellies than we do. So um, they have smaller portions. Um, as a general rule, um, one tablespoon of food per age is a serving. So if your child is two, a two tablespoon serving is gonna be an appropriate portion. Um, every kiddo is different. Sometimes if there is a lot of food on their plate, they get overwhelmed and they just kind of push the whole thing away. So sometimes starting small can really be beneficial. Um, and then just knowing there's always more you can add to their plate. So um, start small and, and building on that can be really helpful. Um, I think it's important to kind of look at their eating through the whole day too. So um, 
when you have set meals and snack times, that can really help a child understand their hunger and fullness cues rather than kind of grazing and snacking throughout the whole day. Um, so if they're grabbing like a handful of crackers every hour throughout the day, they never really get full and they never really get hungry. So then when you present broccoli at dinner time, they're really not interested because they're not super hungry. Um, so that can be really challenging, but if you have kind of a schedule that can help limit excessive snacking and help a child to be hungry at mealtime, which would then oftentimes allow a little bit more variety in their diet. So they're not just eating crackers all day. <laughs> okay, thank you. So what foods are choking risks for children ages 12 months to three years? Yeah, kids are still um, learning how to eat at that age. So um, things that are sticky or hard can be really hard um, for them to swallow at this age. Um, so sticky, sticky candies or um, like chewy gummies can be kind of tough. Um, something even like peanut butter, a spoonful of peanut butter can be really sticky and hard to swallow. Um, other things like hard foods, if you think like nuts or popcorn, um, hard candies, those can be choking risks as well. As well. Um, when you're giving food to a child, you really want to look at the, um, the size of it as a whole. So grapes, it's really important to cut grapes into um, at least fourths because a grape is often about the exact size of a child's esophagus. So a whole grape, um, if it slips down their throat, can be really um, hard for them to swallow. So cutting a grape into four pieces can help them. Um, same thing with like hot dogs, um, cutting those up um, into, you know, at least has um, is going to be better for them to swallow. Great. Thank you. What should children this age be drinking? So water is Absolutely very important. Um, that's going to be the best way to stay hydrated. Um, so offering a child water throughout the day and giving them that access is great. Um, it is um, sometimes challenging to get kids to drink water. So you can have a little bit of fun with it. You can add like fresh or frozen fruit that can add a little bit of flavor, um, like lemon and lime is a good one, um, or cucumber and strawberry. Um, I like doing frozen strawberries because they kind of act as ice cubes. And then as they thaw, they add a little bit of flavor. Um, for a kid who has a, a cup that's see-through, it's kind of fun for them because they can kind of see it moving around in their cup. Um, and then if they drink their water, they can eat the strawberries afterwards. So it can be kind of fun for them. Um, you can also, like sparkling water, carbonated water is fine. Um, I would still encourage plain water as well. Um, but that can be kind of a fun um fun alternative to water also. When a child is um, one, they're ready to do cow's milk. Their body can break down those proteins better. So doing whole milk um, or something comparable to that is recommended for one-year-olds. And then Wick's recommend, recommendation is to transition to 1% or skim milk after two. And that's just because um, of those growth spurts. They're not growing as quickly, so um, they don't necessarily need that extra fat anymore. The recommendation for milk is about two cups a day. So around like 16 to 20 ounces. Um, it can be good to kind of spread that out throughout the day if your child likes milk. So doing like half a cup or four ounces, do offering that four times a day versus a full eight ounces twice a day. But you can really vary that throughout the day on what, what works best for your child. Um, juice is another common beverage for kiddos. Um, we do recommend the 100% fruit juice because it doesn't have the added sugar, 
but they really don't need a whole lot of that either. So um, limiting that to about four ounces or half a cup is good. You can add extra water to dilute it. Um, it's a great way to get some extra water to your child too. Um, I've also had families that will fill an ice cube tray up with juice and then just add one ice cube of juice to their water. And that's kind of fun because the kids can watch it melt and then adds a small amount of flavor to their water too. Great. Thank you. And our final question is, what are some kid-friendly foods that make meals more nutritious? Yeah. So um, like I mentioned before, sometimes kids find a food and they want to eat it all the time. So they might want to eat chicken nuggets every single day or pasta every single day. Um, so there are ways that you can kind of um, tweak things to add a little bit more variety to the food. So if your child is asking for mac and cheese, you know, try to add in some shredded chicken, some finely chopped broccoli or some peas. Um, trying to do multiple food groups in there can be um, a good way to get that balanced diet while still um, you know, offering the food that they like. When you're offering it with, when you're bulking it up with like chicken or a vegetable, you can do a smaller amount of the pasta and then they're getting a variety of those other food groups. Um, you can also do like smoothies. I know veggies are really hard for kids. So, um, you know, starting off with some fruit and yogurt and, you know, blending in some spinach or cucumber, that can be a good way to introduce a flavor. And then once they get familiar with that flavor, then they might be more willing to try a food, um, like, you know, slices of cucumbers. Um, pasta sauces um, or soups are a really good way to introduce a new food too. Um, so that could be, you know, adding some blended vegetables into your spaghetti sauce or, you know, chopping up some celery or carrots to bulk up, um, you know, ramen noodles or a canned soup. You can always tweak those to add a couple different food groups in there. Well, thank you so much, Kathleen. I so appreciate you taking the time to uh, visit with us today. And I know parents are going to find this information invaluable. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. There's a lot of great websites out there that um, parents can go to for some meal ideas as well. Um, being from the WIC program, they can go to the Colorado WIC website. Um, they have some great resources in their health and nutrition section. Um, the CDC and um, myplate.gov, those are great options. Um, and then one fun one that I really like for kids is dryum.org. That's kind of a fun one for families because you can kind of create your own foods based on what you or meals based on what you have in your kitchen. Um, so those are some great resources to get some new ideas for fun snacks or meals for kids. But I so appreciate you coming or um, allowing me to come on today and, and talk about this. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And you have a great day. Thank you, Kathleen. Thank you. You too.